Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Denise Sinitka with On a Mother Level here with your Bachelor bonus episode for the week. It is week six on Matt James' season. And this is a very exciting day because today my recap features my very first true guest recapper. So I want you to enjoy my conversation with Mary. She is a mom of two in the Quad Cities. And we talk about week six of Matt James' season. Here we go. How are you feeling about Matt so far as a bachelor? You know, I like him. I kind of, I didn't know how I'd like having a bachelor that we didn't know anything about, right? But I think it's actually kind of been refreshing because there was no like preconceived notions. There's no like, oh, I thought he'd be really awesome or I thought he'd be really awful. Like, for example, I really liked Peter when he was on Hannah's season. And um, but then he was just kind of an eh bachelor. So I, li- I like him. I think he's doing a nice job. Overall, I'm enjoying the season more than I have a lot of previous seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't love the girl cattiness, but I feel like you're going to get that every season, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Matt's handling it really well compared to some of the other bachelors we've had. So yeah, that makes it more enjoyable. He's like a little more mature, you know? Yes. So when the episode opens, we pick back up with this showdown between Jacinia and MJ. And I have to say that my absolute favorite moment of the episode was right at the beginning when Jacinia calls MJ Meredith. And you could tell that that hit MJ wrong. And it was like the meanest thing you could say to her in that moment. And I, I just die. She's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Meredith. And MJ's response is, Oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm, cute." mm -hmm. I loved it. It was, it, it cut her to the core. Not even saying anything mean. You're right. You're right. That's so funny. I was like, Oh, so that's her name. Right. (laughs) So great. If you watch Vanderpump Rules, I feel like it was a very like Lauren from Utah moment. Do you watch Vanderpump? No, I don't. don't. Well, if you're looking for a good binge, Vanderpump Rules. I will give MJ a little credit. She had another good zinger when she says, um, she goes, hold on, I'm going to fluff my hair. I forgot who Uh I am for a second. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. She had her meltdown and then she was like, all right, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Love it. I ultimately wish he would have just sent them both home. Why didn't he? He doesn't like Jacinia. Exactly. Exactly. There's no point in keeping her around. We all know that she's going home soon. And I felt sad for her when she was like, you know, Matt, you know, ultimately, if we leave here together, I'm like, sis. Well, what's sad is they didn't even show him giving her the the actual rose. That's probably how lackluster that conversation was, right? (laughs) How pathetic it was, where he was probably just like, all right, here you go. How did you feel about then the girls that he did send home in the rose ceremony that followed? So we saw Maggie get sent home. Mm -hmm. She was the pharmacist from Ethiopia. And we saw Ryan, who was very upset about the sending home. She's very emotional. And then Brittany, right? 
Oh the gosh, I don't remember who the heck that was. The one that had the rumor about her, what she like, Oh, okay. Started. So I think I was most surprised about Brittany going home already. You know, it was almost like he didn't really like her last week, but he kept her around because he felt bad about the whole situation. But the way I feel like he made the whole situation seem a week earlier, it seemed like he liked her and she'd stick around a little while longer. So I was surprised about that one. I wasn't that surprised about Ryan or Maggie because I feel like they neither neither one of them got much screen time. So I wasn't real upset about either one of them going, to be honest. No, and I would say that Maggie is probably too normal and too good for the show. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. She needs to find someone else, somewhere yeah. else. Outside of the Bachelor world, you think? <laughs> Serena C versus Katie. Why in the world did Serena C decided to pick that fight? You know, I think she has seemed like one of the mean girls from the beginning. She just wasn't part of like some of that big, that bigger stuff in the beginning, but I just haven't liked her. I've always felt she kind of came off a little snotty and the fact that she just had to bring Katie down in it, I, there was no point. There was absolutely no point to any of that. No. And I Attention. felt like Matt has been very clear that he's not interested in that sort of back and forth. So what would have been her motive? It makes you wonder what we didn't see from her earlier on that wasn't on camera. Because I, I have a hard time believing that she was quiet earlier too, you know. <laughs> Just wasn't maybe the most loud or the most obnoxious about her her feelings and cattiness. Well, and even though Katie's been a big visible person in this season so far, we've gotten no indication that she and Matt vibe very well. So I don't think the girls see her as threatening in that respect. I know. I agree. I don't know. She's a mean girl. Everybody's talking about the van. The van. (laughs) You got to tell me what you were thinking as we watched this van roll up with Heather inside. Walk me through that. Um, That poor girl. (laughs) Why did they do this to her? Why did she do this to herself? Come on. What, what, What good is any of that? It was just sad, Denise. Sad. Realistically, how do you think that went down? Truly an Emmy award-winning performance by the guy (laughs) at the security gate. Yeah. But really, realistically, how do we think this all went down? Who really knew what was going on? And what do you think Heather's role was in getting to that position in the first place? I mean, I think that she knew from the beginning she wanted to try to be on. Producers said, um, okay, you know, we'll, we'll bring it in, but they have to make it interesting, right? So I remember I've read some, I don't know, like tweet or something that Becca Tilly put out there. And she said something about when she was called by producers to go back on um, Ben Higgins season, that she said the only way she would do it is if she got to start at the very beginning with all the other girls. Otherwise it was a no-go. She's like, and that's exactly for this reason of what happened with Heather. Cause she didn't, she didn't want to be put in that position of looking like an idiot and having all the other girls hate her even more than they probably already were going to. So I think it's producers probably, right? It's gotta be. Right. Okay. So let's just say it's totally realistic that you would roll up to this resort and ask for Chris Harrison of all people. Why wouldn't you ask for Matt or the head producer or whatever? The fact that you're asking for Chris Harrison is ridiculous. Secondly, why doesn't Chris Harrison get on the phone to Matt or get Matt out there to decide if she should even participate in the quarantining process? Uh, because that would be too easy to do. <laughs> That's not as entertaining for all of us, right? 
I don't know. I mean, I was like embarrassed for her the whole time. Like that's the, that's the word that I kept thinking, sad and embarrassed. I just kept thinking, oh, and then all her little like uh, selfie stuff while she's quarantining. Like, <laughs> come on. Like those are pathetic. They're just making her look so bad. They did her dirty. <laughs> or did her little friend Hannah Brown do her dirty? Because at some point, Hannah Brown could have passed along Matt James's phone number or email address. She could <laughs> right. have made that introduction. How in the world did Hannah Brown allow her friend to go this route? No, I hope it comes up that her and Hannah, <laughs> Hannah had nothing to do with it and didn't know she was doing it, but you're right. Like Hannah's been through it all. So she should know, right? What they were going to do to Heather. Uh, it, it was terrible. Did it look like in previews to you that she's going to still be around? I don't think so. I thought for sure she'd go home, but I feel like one of the previews she had on a different outfit. Hmm. And I thought, oh no, she does not get a rose and stay, but maybe they just like threw some sort of something else in there to make you think that. I don't know. I felt like the most telling moment was when she walks in, you know, she's quarantined and they kind of acted like her quarantine was maybe only four days yeah, as opposed to what the other cast members probably had to do maybe two weeks or so. When she walks into that party and Matt awkwardly cackles, (laughs) he is so uncomfortable in that moment. And I feel like, what do you think was going through his head at that time? What in the world are you doing here? (laughs) You know, like not this again, not something else that's going to tick people off. The thing I think is I wish he hadn't stopped his conversation with Piper in that moment. I wish he would have been like, hold up, let me finish here. Yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was like beside himself and didn't know what to do. Right. But poor Piper got her date cut short for some girl. He didn't, she didn't even know who it was, walked in the door in a white dress. Uh, Oh, that uh, was a bad dress terrible (laughs) every place was terrible I feel like Matt's awkward cackle was him going why this not again why her you know and maybe not even on a personal level why her but why do I have to deal with this in this moment haven't I been through enough right oh for sure (laughs) I agree I agree and he knew her name. So he, they clearly have met to some extent or he knows of her, right? It's just, it's just silly. The whole thing is silly. One thing that I think is interesting from listening to some Bachelor podcasts, and I talk about him a lot, Nick Vile on his podcast talks frequently about how when he agreed to be the Bachelor, he specifically said to them, there is no one currently in my life who I would be interested in dating or being engaged to. So don't be showing up with any ex-girlfriends. Don't be pulling some, you know, friend of a friend out of the woodwork. And so I feel like that's exactly what they're doing here is what Nick Vile said, don't do to me. Like if, if I know her, if she's in my stratosphere, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to get engaged to her. (laughs) That's the benefit of being Nick and having been on many different versions of the show before he knew what they do. I mean, poor Matt. That's that's the disadvantage of never having been on the show, right? Right. No idea, really, truly. No one could prepare him. I mean, no Hannah, no Tyler C can prepare him for what they're truly going to do to him. So, I mean, he's like a guinea pig to, to ABC. So why in the world did they act like Tyler was a former bachelor and he's counseling Matt on the process? What does Tyler C know about the process? Nothing, nothing <laughs> at all. I don't know. I mean, people just like to look at him, Denise. Come on. That's why they brought him on. 
<laughs> well, certainly I'm glad that they're no longer ignoring the fact that Tyler C is the reason that Matt is the bachelor. Right. But I just thought that whole exchange between them, it gave Tyler C some authority that he really didn't have to pass along to Matt. I found that to be a very contrived conversation. It was absolutely. They just wanted to bring Tyler. So they wanted, they know that everybody's a big fan of Tyler C and they wanted to take advantage of that and give the ladies what they wanted and see Tyler. I mean, let the massage scene, come on. He also talked about, did you notice at all that Matt did not appear to know how to play pool? No, all? I didn't. Oh my gosh. I, you, you should go back and look, there was one shot of him and he was so awkwardly holding the pool stick. Not that I can pool, but play pool, but it was so awkward. I was like, this is not something the two of them do when they get together. That's so interesting. Cause I do feel like at some point, like in my case, when I was maybe like 10 or 12, my dad legitimately took me to a dive bar and taught me how to shoot pool. Oh, hilarious. You know, like you need that in your life. Someone's got to show you that and you got to learn in, you know, <laughs> in a dive yeah. bar situation. It's like college, somebody's gone, right? Right, yeah. right. There is a technique, you know, you got to do the hand. Oh no, he stick. was so awkward. It's like he didn't know how to hold, you got to go back and watch that part. Okay. I'm going to have to, because I was more trying to understand why they were having this nonsense conversation. I think I kind of blocked out their conversation to be kind of honest. Well, we skipped over Piper's date. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Where do we think Piper stands after that date? A lot further up than I would have given her credit for going into the, to the episode. Honestly, I didn't think I wouldn't have been surprised if she had gone home past the past rose ceremony um but you know I really liked them together and I you know I, I I saw it I saw her as being like a hometown contender I agree you know what stood out to me on this date was them coming up with that carnival in the middle of this resort that is the bachelor magic at its finest now compare that date okay which is in the yep. same quarantine circumstances compare that date with Claire and that one guy's date where they're writing down their weaknesses and throwing them into the fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're Claire, you got to be like, come on, you're having right. me throw dresses into a campfire and you're throwing carnivals for this guy. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Poor Claire. Her dates were all awful. All terrible. I don't know if it's a resort difference or they just finally um, had more time to plan. Right. I mean, I think that's probably it more than anything, but it's been a lot better at this place. I don't feel like I'm missing the the travel and the different destinations as much as I missed it in Claire slash Tasha season. Yes. I felt like they were at a very cheap summer camp for Claire and Tasha season. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Piper, she rises in the ranks. She does good on that date. I thought it was overall pretty magical. Then we have this other one on date and one-on-one -on -one date involving Katie. What did you think of the prank on Tyler C? I mean, it was funny, but you know what it all, it spelled friend zone the whole time. The whole date was friend zone. I mean, it was the perfect date for Katie in a sense of like how she started the season, right? Like she was a, she is a funny girl, right? Like she does like a, a good prank or a good joke to have fun, to laugh. You could tell that, but like, it also felt very friend zone. It was nothing like romantic about it, you know, it, nothing at all. Um, I mean, it was, but, it, but then again, you could argue he, she got to meet his best friend. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, it spelled friend zone to me from the very beginning, which made me sad because I liked Katie. 
I agree. And I think we're going to see more of Katie. I don't think she's going to disappear from our lives entirely, but I would say more than, more than anything, this date was kind of an F you to Abigail because she needs a one-on-one date. And by Mm -hmm. giving a date to someone they knew that Matt was going to send home. I mean, producers don't do anything without knowing what's going to happen first. They knew he would take her on this date and that he would send her home afterwards. So what do we think about the idea of giving one-on-ones to send people home when there are first impression Rose receivers who have gotten no private time with him. I feel like that does not spell good news for Abigail. I think it's sad. I think he's, unfortunately, I thought she had a really good shot early on. I feel like more now he's keeping her around because she's sweet and kind, you know, you know, she's got a good story. Right. And he kind of maybe just feels bad to like get rid of her, but I don't, I don't think there's a future there. And I feel really bad for her. Yeah. I feel like they had a really good connection, but now as he's exploring others she's Mm -hmm. not standing out to him as much anymore Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of a bummer because I do think that in any other situation they would do well together Mm -hmm. but that just initial flame I think got snuffed out already oh for sure I agree I think that's a total bummer for her I don't know if she still has a one-on-one coming I I don't know I I, I it's like I can't see her going home I see her getting a hometown but I don't see her winning see now I'm starting to think I don't even know if she'll get a hometown she would have totally been in my top four but I don't I don't know that she is anymore hmm you're spoiler free right I am mostly like I feel like I've seen stuff out there but I don't know anything for sure okay yeah that's kind of where I'm at I accidentally might have seen something but right. I looked away quick enough right that I feel confident that I'm still relatively right. unspoiled because Matt is so, he does such a good job of speaking to the women and affirming them all. Mm-hmm. His words, I feel like he's very kind. So I'm trying right. to pay attention to his body language. And I don't know if you caught his body language when he was talking to Michelle. The whole time he was leaned away from her. Really? Well, she was really leaned in because Michelle really stood out after their one-on-one mm-hmm. last week. And for some reason, I detected something odd about his body speaking with her this time. I didn't catch that because I actually feel like she's a big front runner. Interesting. That is interesting. I didn't notice that at all. Because the next girl that he spoke with, he uh-huh. leaned forward and he did the hand on the knee. Oh yeah, he does and that a so, lot. So I felt like there was such a stark difference between this and this. Yeah. I don't know. The one that got the group rose. Yes, it might've been. And I think that threw me off, but I still, I still stand by the body language. I stand by it. Yeah. No, I think you're right about body language. I just didn't catch it. Cause he is, he's very good at making all the women feel very included and that their time is valuable, but it also makes it sort of hard to figure out who he really likes. Right. You know, he keeps saying he like trusts the process, right? I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see it in the end. It's really going to work with anyone to be completely blunt and Debbie Downer, I guess. No, I I can see him picking someone, but I don't know how you go from I've never been in love before to now I'm engaged in marrying this one person, especially when you're in the Tyler C quarantine crew and things are only about to get better for you. 
Right, for sure. Yeah, I just don't see that it's going to work. I don't feel like this is going to be that one I walk away from and go, oh, yeah, I think they're going to get married, right? No. I, I don't even know who it is. No. <laughs> Do you have a front runner right now? Well, I would say Michelle. I think Michelle's up there. I mean, I think Rachel is too. I don't, she's not my favorite. She's fine, but I, eh, you know, I think Michelle would be the better pick for him. I like Brie, but I feel like we haven't seen a lot of Brie. She's disappeared also. Yeah, but I don't know. Is that like their way of making us forget about her because he does pick her? Potentially. Yeah, we saw a lot of the girls that were drama, actually. I feel like some of the girls that are still there, we haven't seen a lot of. Mm-hmm. So that's why they need to deal with Heather and either acquaint her into the group or get rid of her because I think we're all ready to start honing in on the girls who are there and what actually exists between him and these women I really hope that he sends he talks to Heather and says you know what girl you're out like thanks but no thanks I'm a little afraid that he's too nice for that though and that he'll say well stick around for like the rose ceremony and I'll think about it or you know there's there's got to be something like that because we see her having drama in the previews with the other girls like her she's crying they're mad whatever so I feel like unless this is all just editing techniques I feel like she sticks around to some extent to have conversations with the other girls if he tells her to just go home and their little conversations she would probably never talk to them right right I'm afraid he's gonna be too nice and say like you know stick around for a little while or something mm-hmm. so he'll do basically a Brittany mm-hmm. yes yes Well, that's kind of the extent of the things that stood out to me in this episode. Anything else that, um, that you wanted to comment on? Who do you think is going to be the next bachelorette? Well, see, I'm kind of spoiled on that. Yeah. I I saw that one. (laughs) Me too. I saw that one. And um, we believe it. I saw some contestant tweet tweeted or something and said, it's not true, but all right, so if you're listening and you don't want to know who the next Bachelorette is, now's the time to turn it off. <laughs> okay, now we can speak frankly. Okay, so we obviously heard it was Katie. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I called it in that second episode recap that I felt like they were showing us her, her. Yep. very lot. loudly. And they did that all season long. Why else would they do that? Exactly. I agree 100%. I mean... there is no reason to have shown her so much and um have her be yeah yeah I mean it it was obvious to me completely obvious I thought at the very beginning it could possibly be Abigail but I think that was more of people just saying like I think the world was just saying oh she'd be a great next bachelorette but I think I mean you can just tell based on the fact they put her on that date for example I think they knew back when they were filming they wanted it to be Katie I think sometimes maybe they wait to get like the audience like uh, opinions you know I think it was it was always in their plans of Katie Katie reminds me a lot of kind of a Caitlin Bristow okay um kind of in that like just kind of goofy and and fun more funny than like the sweet girl next door or nothing you know I think Katie has a little bit of the girl next door but not with the way that she came into the whole show and I think the fact that she has that funny side to her I think is very Caitlin Bristow Mm-hmm. Not like, and I, I think Kate is very pretty. Don't get me wrong, but she's not like the most gorgeous girl there. You know, I didn't love her vibrator entrance. Oh, I, didn't. I didn't either. But I liked that Matt understood the humor of it. And I felt like they were kind of on the same page about it. And then, so I kind of let her off the hook because I don't like the overt, like, 
hey, if you pick me, I'm sexy. Like to me, I'm just over that stage of life, you know? And I feel like we can, we can apply more the Rachel rules where when Matt in the last episode said, you know, you just command the room with your confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's a much better message than, than showing up with a vibrator. Agree. Yeah. I did love it. I mean, I like that she showed that she was funny, right? It just went on for far too long. The whole joke. Yeah. Um, but you go back, you say it's something about how he, how he laughed so uncomfortably with Heather when she walked in. I think he kind of laughed the same way when Katie came out. Okay. Actually what I think is I think he laughs when he's like uncomfortable, right? So um, I think both of those were both very telling times for him. Yeah, good point. Good point. Especially now that we know so much more about him because I guess, honestly, no, we don't know anything about this guy. We see how he reacts in a few situations, but we still don't know what makes this guy tick. And actually, I'm going to bring this up. I think he is so full of it with this I order dessert first nonsense. Oh, right. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. You're the type who always wants to order dessert, but then once you finish your food, you're like, mm, I'm good. Like I'll save the eight ninety nine, or, or not even that, but he can't eat the calories or something. <laughs> yes. I'm done with that narrative. Okay. Mary, what a delight this has been. Well, thank you, Denise. Thanks for having me on. So my thanks go out to Mary for hanging with me for a half hour or so this week to talk about Matt James on The Bachelor. And if you want to be a guest recapper, you get to hang out with me for a little while on Zoom. And then what was cool is that Mary and I kind of chatted kids and new babies and reminisced a little bit afterwards. So it was very cool getting to know her. I really, really appreciate the connection with you, Mary. And yeah, so my next guest recapper spot is open. So send me a message on Instagram, either on at Denise WQAD or over on at on a mother level. Send me your feedback, send me your ideas. Um, Let's get connected here with these bachelor recaps. Let's make it fun. So there you go, your bachelor bonus for week six.